Hey everybody, I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor of the Modern Cowboy Podcast for 2021, National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From Western fashion, hats, boots, jeans and shirts, to saddles, tack, essential horse and livestock supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is the one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, I am thrilled to announce that NRS will be adding our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, including caps, t-shirts, and hoodies to the NRS stores, catalog, and website. For our listeners, we have a special discount just for you. Receive 5% off on all products at www.nrsworld.com, and that's all products, by using code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout. Again, that's code Modern Cowboy. Hey, also be sure and check out the Modern Cowboy brand NRS link in our Instagram bio to see my favorite pics of the latest Western fashion in cowboy gear. And remember, use the code Modern Cowboy at checkout for your discount. I want to sincerely thank all of you who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and are a part of our community since we launched in 2018. To all of our amazing guests who have shared their stories on the show, our loyal podcast listeners and customers, the Modern Cowboy brand is for you. From the punchiest West Texas cowboy, weekend warrior roper and boot scooters, to the guy or gal in the city just getting their first pair of boots, and to everyone around the globe that loves the iconic representation of the cowboy, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Here's to wishing you health and happiness in 2021, and may God bless you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody nothing everything I got's my own some say I'm just a man to the bone. I'm a cowboy, yes I am. I was born to rope and ride. I'm a cowboy, that's my brand. Until the day I die. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I'm really excited today to have my guest on, Keith Mundy from uh, American Hat Company. Uh, I, I gotta just, before I introduce him, I gotta just tell a little story about how I met Keith. Uh, 
I don't know Keith really, really well, but I have had the opportunity to to talk to him on the phone before and to meet with him. He may not even remember the phone conversation, but uh, I have a, another good friend, uh, uh, Peter Jakeaway, who had Jaco Brands, and he knew Keith. And uh, you know, everybody that's listened to my podcast kind of knows my story. And in in 2016, 17, you know, coming off, you know, several years after being diagnosed with a pretty significant genetic disorder and going through treatment and I was just looking to, you know, change the direction of my life. And I, I've, like everyone knows, I always wanted to be a cowboy. I've always, you know, tried to have my foot in it somehow. But I wanted to get into the industry. So I have a passion for hats. And uh, I, I've always kind of shaped my own hats a little bit. I've never was trained or anything. But I've, I've always just loved to do it. And I got this really big idea. I wanted to, you know, shape hats and, you know, sell them on whatever, Craigslist or whatever. And so – I wanted to get American hats, and and so Peter gave me uh, Keith's number, and actually uh, Keith Mundy and Keith Maddox were on the call. I don't know if you remember that or not, Keith, but that that actually happened, and so we talked, and and basically though with American hats, most people know you've got to have a retail establishment, and I I didn't have that, but Keith uh, introduced me to um oh gosh don't uh, Lee Patterson, and so I got introduced <laughs> to Lee. Um, Another great guy, and uh, we got to talking, and I got some hats through Lee. Uh, Lee had also been in the retail industry. I was thinking about maybe opening a little store, doing something. I wasn't sure. Uh, so then about a year later, uh, NRS ends up opening a store in Wickenburg. They actually bought the old Double D. And so I told my wife, I said, we got to go up there. So we get there, and there's Keith Bundy at the hat bar with uh, his wonderful wife, Terry. So my wife, Stephanie, and I, we, we got to meet them, and we hung out for a couple hours and talked and everything. Uh, so lo and behold, I mean, about a year later, uh, I find myself in Texas at American Hat Co. going through the hat shaping program because, uh, as you know, the God would have it, I ended up working at, at NRS for a little while and uh, managed the store here in NRS for about 10 months. Um, I don't do that now. I actually had I actually broadcast uh, recorded the podcast from there as well. But uh, in, in a lot of you know now, I just announced the first of the year that NRS is a big sponsor of the podcast. Uh, my apparel's going in there uh, um, the end of the month, uh, so it's just kind of come full circle. And for for me, it's 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 a dream come true. But to have Keith on the on the uh, on the podcast is exciting. I, I got to tell you something else. Keith doesn't know this either. Um, I know and have talked to so many people in the industry. I've had multiple hat guys on, custom hat makers, and so on and so forth. Guys that would have, uh, you know, no reason really for Keith to have a relationship with him or, you know, deal with him on any level other than, you know, to be courteous and meet him. But I've had a couple different guys, custom hat makers that don't even sell American hats, don't sell American straws even. Uh, they do their own thing, but they've both told me, Keith is one of the greatest guys in the industry and that he's told them, hey, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And and, and that just is a testament to Keith's character, you know, and I've I've seen that, uh, you know, through just my experiences I've had with him and through American Hat Company and, and, and how that company is run. And so, again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going a long way around the barn, I guess, but I'm really excited to have Keith on and, and Keith's going to just share with us uh, some of his insight in the industry and we're just going to, Shoot the breeze a little bit. So after that long introduction, Keith, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you just never know uh, what 
somebody on the other end of something's going through. And so we all, uh, this is you know, one of the things that Keith Maddox left us all or left. I, I said this yesterday to Susan and uh, Mercedes, one of their daughters. I said, he left us that plus X, that positive times. That's the sign. And that's for us to just continue to be positive. And Keith would often say, if, if you can help somebody, just go ahead and help them. You know, that's right. the thing to do is to help them. And um, he would often say, just at the end of the day, when you're forced to, or faced with a decision, you know, do the right thing, irregardless of the consequences, you know, for you or for someone else, but just do what's the right thing. And so, you know, if we can help somebody else out, then, you know, someday somebody's going to help us out. That's the that's the philosophy. Now, how, how long have you been uh, with American Hat Company? I'm going on nine years now. This will be my ninth, so ninth year. Give, give the listeners a little background just on, on you, you know, and, and how you ended up there, your background in, in, in the Western industry, because I don't even know the, your entire background, but just as much as you want. Okay. Well, um, uh, you know, I worked for Miller, uh, which uh, makers of Cinch and Cruel and Rocky's jeans at the time. And I went to work for them, I'm going to say 1999. I had, had a fireplace company in Southern California. We ended up selling that and then um, moved to Boise, Idaho, kind of threw myself in the path of progress, trying to figure out what was going to be next for me um, and wanting to spend more time with my kids and, and uh, wife. Uh, and ultimately what ended up happening is I went to work for Miller. And so that was a great run and it was a, a great time there. Miller went through some ownership changes toward the end. And um, I, uh, Keith Maddox and I talked and um, he wasn't quite ready for me. He was kind of ready for have somebody come in and do something, but he wasn't sure what. And then when he found out he had cancer, you know, he called and said, hey, listen, you know, we, we got to figure out something here because I need somebody to help run this company because I'm going to have to go through the treatments and some other stuff. And so once we did that, um, you know, really that has been the, joy of my life is the opportunity to work for and uh, with a guy like Keith Maddox. And now, you know, Susan Maddox is picking that up and carrying that forward. Um, so this has been the best run of my life, to be honest with you, at American Hat Company. From a job yeah, staff. you know, it's funny you say that because, you know, I had a career as a, in healthcare as a chiropractor. Um, I've, I've been an entrepreneur all, entrepreneur all my life. I've done so many th things. Um, I'm still I'm a builder now. I mean, we're building homes up here right now in in Wickenburg. We we bought a, a lot. I mean, we just bought three other lots, so we're doing building too. But doing what I'm doing now, um, and I I tell my wife this all the time. It's just like you just said. You never know at what point in your life it's going to be like the best years. And for me, it's I'm, I'm 62, so uh, it's from like 59 on. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's it's just it's interesting to hear you say that uh, that you know that. At this point, you know, the last nine years have been uh, the best for you in terms of your career. And, uh, and, and, that, and, and that's, that's yeah. exciting and inspirational for, for younger people, too, because you, you don't get it all figured out uh, when you're 20 or, or 30. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. You know, some people are frustrated when they're you know, going to college and they, what, what am I supposed to major in or what am I supposed to do? Or, and I often say, Guess what? I didn't start off to, you know, when I was out of high school to say, I want to be the president of American right. Hat Company. You know, that wasn't even on my radar. And so just a series of life events and, you know, you find yourself here and then you find out, well, that's this is my real passion. 
You know, when you think about the hat, the symbolism of the cowboy hat, what it means, what it stands for, all the songs, the movies, the poems, everything that's been written about that, uh, uh, you know, well, that, that uh, I was going to say uh, mythical, but uh, it's not iconic. mythical. That yeah. iconic is the yeah. word I'm looking for, that iconic American yeah. cowboy. Um, this is the symbol of that. So, um, you know, that became my my passion in life is to carry on, carry that forward. Uh, you know, carry the the, uh, the ethos of the great American cowboy. Yeah. You know, it, to touch on, on Keith Maddox again, um, you know, like I said, I had the opportunity to, you know, talk to him on the phone one time, but then I, I met him uh, in Vegas in 2018. You know, I never knew that he had cancer right. in in he had it for quite a while, I guess. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just remember when I did meet him. I mean, he's one of those guys that just left that impression on you. I mean, he was so present when he was talking to you and greeting you, uh, and it was right. y- you could just tell he was a super special man. You know. Yes, he was. He had uh, he mastered the uh, the law of attraction. I will say that, and so. Uh, people were attracted to him and they didn't necessarily know why, but, um, you know, he was also a big one on the, uh, the, the book yeah. called The Secret. And um, what what uh, we didn't know until a few years ago, I had bought that book and wrote inside of it for both of my daughters and said, I believe that, you know, there's a lot of truth in this book. Now, you know, we, you know, we're um, you know, we're Christian people right. as well. So, you know, we believe in God and all that. But I also believe that what you put out is what, you know, what you attract and what comes back. And then to find out Keith had done the same thing with his yeah. two daughters, that, that that he was a big proponent of that book. And so, you know, we then um, just kept uh, expounding on that philosophy of what you put out is what you get back, is what, the, the you know, the world draws yeah, back to you. Absolutely. So, um you now, you guys, uh, you're still in the same the same building in Bowie, Texas, right? Did you make did did yes. did you guys oh, yeah. make yeah. some changes or something since uh, like 2018? We, yeah, we yeah we did um, in 18. Uh, well, I don't know, 18, something 18. We added a we added a building on the back, and then um, uh, come to beginning of 2020, we um, we were going to add another building, and then when this pandemic deal hit. Um, at that point, when things looked like I thought maybe we were going to, you know, contract a little bit in, in the economy, um, I said, "Hold off, you know, hold off on this building. Let's not do this building." And so the, we were shut down for the month of April, just kind of like right. everybody else. And um, uh, you know, Susan Maddox, uh, we sat down and made a decision: we're going to pay all of our employees, and we did. Um, we applied for that PPP program. We got uh, some right. help there. Um, but it still cost us quite a bit of money to be shut down for the month of uh, April. And um, the long and short of it, uh, when we came back in and we looked at the orders that were coming in, we, uh, so I said, call the guys back. I said, hey, we need to start doing this right. building. Well, the, today, this morning, the building, the building is done. But this morning, the racks are going up in the building. So got, I got crews up there putting all the metal racks up in that building as we speak. And uh, that will house all of our raw materials. So the raw materials go in the new building. And so we'll be able to clear some space out of our existing building and double the size of our sewing floor. So yeah. that's what we're doing. Now, and, and you guys, you guys uh, 
do all the, the, the building of the hats right there. You get the bodies in and then you guys do everything else. So the, yep. so in the sweatband in yep. the, the hat band. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. Actually we, we ended up, uh, you know, blocking and pressing, putting the block in the okay. raw body, uh, pressing, pressing the brim. It goes through several stages there. And then the hat goes into finishing, which is, which is, uh, uh sanding. We use orbital sanders back in the day. Used hand sanders, but we use orbital sanders, so like a palm sander that they can go around the brim, both sides of the brim. And then we will use some crown pouncers to get on the crowns because if you get in the edge of the crown too much with a hand sander, you can leave right. weak spots. So the 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 crown pouncer, the machine is called a crown pouncer. They do a good job for the crowns, but then um, you know we're hand finishing and all the brims, cut them down, um, cut the brim down, and then that piece that comes off that brim then gets made into the trim the self trim then the buckle set goes on and then it goes through the line it gets a uh, uh, you know sweat band uh, made for it all the, everything in the sweat band gets stamped cut and then that gets sewn into the hat and it goes all the way through the process like that until it gets to inspection and then they get inspected boxed yeah. and sent out now with with your um straw hats which you know to me, it, it's it's the standard of of the industry, you know, the, the straw hats. I've, and I've shaped a lot of hats now. You know, I'm I'm still no expert, uh, you know, hat whisper, but you know, I can shape a hat and I, and I like it. But the the thing about the the American hats is is I know that they're double lacquered, correct? You know, and correct. and so it makes them, uh, you know, just really strong and stout. Um, but how do these design the designs come about? I mean, you know, straw hats. You know, they vary. I mean, I, and I think back to I'm wearing this, this straw hat I had when I was at Knott's Berry Farm when I was like six years old, and it was a pretty good straw hat. I can remember because right. it was pretty stout. But and you guys make another model that kind of just kind of reminds me that of that hat a little bit. But how do you guys get your uh, you know the patterns? Does somebody? Do you guys have somebody that's a hat designer that says, okay, we're going to do this weave on them, we're going to do this, we're going to do these vents? I mean, how how does that come about? I I never have known. So yeah, we get samples, um, you know, from our from our vendors. They give us several different samples, maybe twenty five or thirty samples, and we never take the samples as is because we don't want uh, that. You know, if they're giving samples of somebody else to be right. exactly the same. So a lot of times we'll say, we like this brim and this weave on the brim or this one section right. of the weave, and we like that vent. But we want to do it in a different color or a different color combination. Right. And so then we mix it up. We say, we want that vent with this brim and this different right. color. And so then once we do that, they mock us up some samples. And then we once we um, press them, and uh, get them into shape here because we want to see what they look like with, uh, you know, even with the vent pattern, we want to see what it looks right. like shaped up. So once that's done, then then's when we get the final approval on that. But we will go through in order to pick four, um, four new straw samples. We'll go through about 30 okay. to get four. Now, <laughs> yeah, but we do it here. We don't we don't have anybody special that comes in and do it, does that. And we kind of do it, to be honest with you, a little bit by right. committee. <clears throat> so we'll have the hats uh, on racks here. And then as I have customers come in, key customers that come in mm -hmm. and pick stuff up, I'll say, pick your favorite four out of that group over there. You know, and then we're marking down which they're picking. Okay. And then we come back and tally that all up. We also do that with the guys at the best hat store. We do that with guys at NRS. We do that with, you know, Stan Redding, myself. We've got some people here, Cody Bates, Sherry Huff, and we all look at it and we go, okay, well, that's too close to this. That looks like that. <clears throat> so 
So we want to make sure that they don't play right. the same, um, that there's a reason to buy um, those four right. different hats. And it's really boils down to fit, fashion, and function. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, something else that I noticed when, when I was there, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it was like, uh, you know, being, you know, six years old or eight years old and going to uh, Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm for me back in the day. Um, it was such a great experience. But what the, the thing that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, wh- where you guys have the training station, you know, we they had the boxes of the hats and we got to, you know, shape them all different kinds. And I, I got to say too, Cody, um, he he was fabulous, man. And and that guy can shape a hat. I mean, it, you know, he would take one of those hats that's been shaped, I don't know how many times, and and put a crease in it, and you just go, oh, my God, I can't believe it looks like that. I think he had like an eight-step eight, eight step process right. the way he does it, and it was just slick. But now the two people that were on the other side that were shaping hats, uh, you know, they were for customers, they were shaping, uh, I believe, felts and uh, straws, and they're, they're hand-shaping right. those hats right there. So the, those those hats are not right. getting like stamped, you know, uh, or anything. That that's a hand shaped hat, and I believe they told me there was it was a gal and a guy, and I believe they told me they shaped. Correct me if I'm wrong. Eighty to hundred hats a day each. Is that right? Or yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that's an amazing feat in and of itself, you know. And right, and then you got to look at that rack and go, okay, do does every one of those hats yes. look the same? You know, and they and they'll be a, the shape will be just a. A, a tad bit different because of the grading of the hat, the right. size of the hat. So if you're shaping a six and a half, it's going to look a little bit different than you shaping a right. eight. Right. You know what I mean? You got to you got to shape it different. Everything everything grades out a little bit different. And so that's but that's what they do. And I think we had uh, one time we calculated uh, Julie had probably shaped uh, upwards to forty thousand hats oh. in her years My here at American gosh. Hat Company. Yeah. You know where the hat shapers at the at the store they've got the gift right. of gab and they're you know it's almost there you know they're they're making right. you laugh and you know having a good time shaping your hat. Well, Julie doesn't do that. She didn't put on the show. She just shapes a hat and gets it gets it nails it gets it right and goes right. on to the next one. And um, sh- her and Connor are both uh, you know machines in that they can shape uh, hats very yeah. very well. Yeah, it was, it was super impressive. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, yeah, they're great. Very cool. So now. Um, you guys now, you you guys don't. You're not in any other line of 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 Western stuff. You guys do strictly hats, right? You sell any other thing, right? Just, okay. Just hats. And uh, and how long has uh, American American Hat Company's been around since 1915? But when when did uh, Keith take it over? Keith bought it in two. Keith and Susan bought it in 2003. Okay, they moved it to Bowie in 2004, and then 2005 there was a grass fire that came through Bowie. And uh, they had about $13.5 million in raw bodies out in ocean-going containers. And those ocean-going containers have little tiny weep holes to uh, get air into the product as it you know, crosses right. the ocean. And uh, that sucked all that smoke in the way the conditions were. And so all of those bodies were ruined. Oh. Um, so they lost $13.5 million in raw materials. And so, you know, I often say that uh, a lesser man would have uh, said, okay, well, I quit. You know, I'm not going to, I can't, right. there's no way. But not Keith, he went, he went all in. I mean, he, he went and, uh, you know, borrowed against his house that was paid for in Keller, um, went and, um, you know, got into his 401k. Um, he just did whatever right. he had to do in order to make it survive. And he'll tell you to this day, I knew it would be successful. I just didn't realize it was going to take right. that long. 
um, to get to get to that point. And, you know, he just hung in there. He just stuck with it, you know, and I, and I often tell or Susan, he'll tell the story on herself. She said, there come a point in time where I said, you know, Keith, you know, man, is it this worth it or should we, you know, look for plan B? And he said, maybe there is no plan B. <laughs> he said, this is it. This is our shot. You know, the surest way to succeed is to try one more time. He never quit, never gave up, never weakened. Um, and, um, you know, seeing his persistence and seeing him, uh, you know, battle through uh, some ad- adversity um, just gave me that much more respect for him because he, ne- he never did let you, he never let you see him sweat. I'm sure there was times he was worried right. about stuff, but boy, you know, he, when he came in, he was ready to go. He yeah. Was and then uh, I think one, another one of his, his sayings was, uh, you know, something in regard, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's something about, you know, I, I had a bad day for five minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I never had a bad day. I had a bad 15 minutes one time yeah, and I'll never right. do that's that again. Yeah. 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 He had a bunch of great sayings. As a matter of fact, I ended up, um, you know, having one of his things put on the inside of my forearm after he had passed away. This is how much he means to him. So I'm illustrating, you know, exactly what his influence right. had on my life. But uh, on the inside of my forearm, I had it where it says, uh, if you're not living on the edge, then you're taking up too much room. The hat king and his plus X. And so, you know, in this business, uh, we all referred to him as right. the hat king. And, um, you know, the plus X is, is his brand and that stands for positive times and that's who he was. And so he left us with that to go forward. And, uh, my job is really just to carry his legacy forward and, um, you know, honor his yeah. legacy. And now Susan, yeah. and now Susan, you know, Susan's, uh, if you put yourself in her shoes, you know, so September the 4th of 2019, she loses her husband her partner, her confidant, you know, the love of her life. And then um, in the beginning of 2020, yeah. you know, she has two thriving businesses, but now the COVID and the pandemic is uh, starting to affect and they're wanting to shut us all down. And, you know, what do you, what do you do? Uh, you know, this was a time I'm sure she wanted to turn to Keith and go, yeah, yeah. what do we do? And we actually, we actually, um, you know, she asked me, what do you think Keith would do in this situation? I said, I think he'd pay everybody. Yeah. And she says, I do too. So we just made a decision to pay everybody. And then afterwards, thank God, we were able to get the, the you know, paycheck protection right. program. But, um, you know, had we not, we'd have just went ahead and done it. We made the decision to do it before that was, uh, that was widely right. available. Yeah. And then, and, and again, with, for you, I mean, you've been there, you said nine years, right? Yeah. And so, yes, uh, th- that's quite a, 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 a responsibility to shoulder as yourself, you know, having to, so to speak, like fill his shoes and take over, you know, to, to run the company, uh, at this point, um, you know, he, yeah, he, but he actually, to be honest with you, he was very smart. He was, uh, you know, he never would uh, pat himself on the back, but he was pretty smart. He, he kind of weaned off the business a little bit. When I say that is, um, you know, he wanted, uh, he knew that, you know, that, this thing was uh, creeping up on him. This cancer was creeping up on him and it was all about for him quality of life. And so that, if you ask me what the biggest thing he taught me was to live a quality life. Right. So I had to change some things in my life that I was doing in order to uh, enjoy my life uh, a lot better. He taught me that. 
And then he also taught me about the business, the hat business, this specific right. hat business. And, um, and then, you know, basically uh, let me go. He let me make my own mistakes, to right. be honest with you. You know, I'd come back and I'd go, well, that didn't work very good. He said, ah, I didn't think it was going to. I could have told you that. And I go, well, how come you didn't say? He goes, no, no, I still want to let, let you figure it out. He says, you, you're better off. You know, he says, if, if we were going to walk out on the ledge and, you know, drop off a cliff, I'd have said, whoa, whoa hang right. on, let's not do that. But he was the one that would let you make your own mistakes and come back and go, I didn't think that was going to work, but, you know, why is worth worse uh, giving right. it a try? Now, were you, were you involved in in the Western industry, or were you involved in rodeo or anything early on? Uh... Yeah, so I had in in the Southern California when I lived in Southern California, I had a commercial team roping arena for about seventeen oh, okay. years, and so um, roped just about every night and uh, put on ropings eventually to uh, help pay for my right. roping habit. <laughs> and um, uh, at one point, you know, but I I, I had a, a job in the uh or a company called uh, western fireplace distributors and so we did uh, metal gotcha. fireplaces in the new construction so i was up you know every morning by four and um typically checking construction sites to see who's ready and who got their units in and you know who we could bail and you know what right. was going on and um but i'd stay up till 10 or 11 every night uh, right. roping and, um, you know, I ended up putting lights on the arena because we, um, you know, I wanted to rope at night when it was right. not so hot. And uh, so literally what ended up happening to me was I started doing these commercial ropings and having a practice one night a week. And we'd have, you know, a bunch of people there. It was really like a gathering of friends who just put money in a pot so right. that we could rope. Well, um, 11 o'clock one night, I'm turning off the lights out there and I'm picking up aluminum cans that my friends had left me everywhere. And I thought what in the world am I doing? I'm out here making dust and my wife and my kids are up in the house there and they're asleep and I'm going to, you know, wake up at four and miss them in the morning. And then I'm going to come back. And I'm going to do it all again tomorrow. I go, this is not right. the right path. And so at that point, um, I had gone to Boise, Idaho or Napa, Idaho on a roping trip with a friend, had a great time, came back, told my wife, we're moving to Idaho. And she said, okay, let's do it. So she, my wife's also been um, 37 years. We're married, and she's, you know, continues to this day to be yeah. my best friend. And so we do everything, go everywhere together. And she was uh, fully supportive. We moved, and uh, I felt like I wanted to get my kids out of Southern right. California. Thank God I did. You know, now I'm looking back on it and going, wow. You know, I think I moved from there in '97, yeah. yeah. and um, was the best yeah. thing I ever did. What part of uh, Southern Cal were you in? It was a Grand Terrace, California. And so my uh, my wife's mother and uh, stepfather still live on the same ranch. Oh, no ranch. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And now, how long, how long were you guys so, up in Idaho? I was in Idaho for about 10 years um, and then worked, um, worked for, uh -huh. for Miller, but covered the Pacific Northwest. And I started off just as a, you know, as right. a sales rep. And then became a Western regional director. So then I was in charge of the Western half of the United States. And then finally got a call, said, would you ever consider moving to Denver? And I said, well, yeah, for the right deal. And well, they, they came up with the right deal, moved to Denver. And then um, ended up, you know, as when I left there, was the president of uh, uh -huh. you know, Miller. And then, um, you know, came over yeah. here. Well, actually, I did, I, did, I, did, I, I did help Chris Cox, a great friend of mine, for a year. Uh, here in Texas. I knew I wanted to be in Texas. And Chris 
said, hey, can you come, you know, help with my TV program and that kind of thing. And so I helped with him, helped him for a year. And he was, uh, he's a, a great friend and a great yeah. guy to this day. Very cool. And now, um, and you guys, you have, uh, I know you guys have grandkids, right? Five, yeah. Five grandkids. And then you, uh, you, you have a daughter, I know. Two daughters. Yes, okay, two daughters. two daughters. All right. And so uh, you guys spending a lot of time with the grandkids uh, these days? Well, yeah. Now, that's that, you know, that is the goal. And so we surprised our grandsons who still live in Napa, Idaho. And we just got it. We had a flight on Christmas uh -huh. morning um, at an ungodly <laughs> hour. Um, my wife, uh, I said, you need to get a globe or a different travel agent or something because <laughs> waking up at 3 a.m. is not, uh, not my idea of fun. But we flew to Idaho. I knocked on the door at their house at 12, uh, 12 in the afternoon or 12 noon uh, straight up. And my daughter knew we were coming, but she said, boys, answer the door. She was at the door. You know, like who's who's knocking on our door Christmas morning? And when we did, we surprised them. So then we had a Christmas with them. And then we just uh, had uh, we have birthdays also in December and January. And so uh, now we're uh, just had a birthday with a granddaughter here this last weekend in yeah, Fort Worth. Very Wood. cool. So, um, yeah. hey, I always ask uh, uh, these questions. The first one, I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway because I do it all the time. Uh, favorite, ha favorite hat That's brand? That's right. <laughs> well, it'd be American <laughs> hat, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Being my favorite. How about boots? Yeah. You got a favorite boot brand? Um, I have a huge affinity for my friends at okay. Fanolio Boot. They're great guys. They make, uh, they make great boots. But I've also been wearing uh, boots for, from Rio Sub Mercedes, Trainer Evans, is another yep. friend of mine. I've had uh, uh, an Achilles uh, tendon uh -huh. injury, and so they um, they accommodated me through right. that deal. Um, and so, you know, to this day, I, I'm I'm pretty loyal to that brand. But uh, Fenolio is another great, great up and coming brand of boots, and they're right here yeah, in the context. Cool. How about Western movies? You got a favorite Western? Lonesome Dove, by far. Yeah, Lonesome Dove. Now, now, are you roping nowadays anymore? Or? No, yeah. not too much. No, no. Um, just a combination of several things. You know, my focus is really right. on work. Um, you know, we were the company was uh, in a, in a, has been in a growth mode and is right. in a growth mode. Um, you know, we're we're hopefully when we increase our capacity here this one more time at the factory. You know, then I'm looking to kind of try to level things right. off a little bit. Um, you know, the goal is not to be the biggest hack company in the in the world. We can't do what uh, you know what uh, those guys do and make thousands and thousands right. of hats um we we just right. do what we do and so you know we we have a thing that you know keith and i coined that bigger is not better right. better is better and so you know that's his focus and that's what i'm going to continue to do is just try to yeah. make a better hat yeah so, yeah very cool well keith hey man i really appreciate you taking time and in coming on and in and, and sharing with us and uh you know, I appreciate, uh, like I said, I, I appreciate you. You you've been, you know, gracious to me. I know you you really don't you barely know me, but you know me, you know, from the few times we've talked and met. No, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but it's it, but you know, I just I just appreciate it because uh, particularly the first time I called you guys, you guys had no idea who I was, and to have both of you guys on the phone was was a super cool experience, and uh, and so yeah, I just. Great. Uh, I really appreciate you. Appreciate the American Hat Co. and if and I've got a page now um, uh, on for NRS. I've got a link. It's in my bio on uh, on uh, on my Instagram. But when you click that link, it's it's the Modern Cowboys uh, top picks, and right in there is my um, 
40x uh, uh, steel American hat. So it's so uh, Thanks. yeah. Thank you. That I yeah, and, and so my course. listeners know that they can go to that link or just to nrsworld.com and uh, shop, and they can use the code Modern Cowboy and get ten percent off. So uh, yeah, so nice. that's that's a pretty cool deal too. But uh, well, hey, I, I look forward to seeing you again. It, it, you know, I'm sure it won't be in 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 uh, too much longer. I know that we're planning to come down to Texas here uh, this year sometime, and and uh, love to come by American Hat Company again and just. Go because we didn't really get to the whole tour because you guys weren't doing felts at the time. I think I think that's when we weren't there. It was all straws, so I don't think the I don't think the Good felt man. belt was running. But I'd like to come down and, and and go through that again. So, absolutely, you're welcome here anytime. Yeah. You know that. Well, Keith, hey, in, enjoy the rest of your day, and then uh, we'll we'll be in touch. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. Come from a long line of legendary men Sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much, but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride Guitar and a brand new set of strings From the radio to the rodeo I'm gonna do my thing I don't compromise on nothing What you see is what you get I may be broke and busted But they ain't killed me yet I'm a cowboy, yes I am. 